0: welcome to fifth walls fly on the wall podcast where we explore the shifts occurring in real estate technology and society that are driving our cities towards a more equitable green and tech enabled future i'm your host brendan wallace In today's episode of Fly on the Wall, I am joined by Mary Fitzgerald, a leading Los Angeles real estate agent and star of Selling Sunset. We discuss the peculiar way that the LA residential market reacted to COVID 19 and how PropTech improves her day to day business. Enjoy the conversation. Well, Mary, thank you so much for joining. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Where are you Zooming in from today?
1: Um, I'm actually still at my house right now. Yeah, I've been doing a couple of interviews today and trying to deal with the escrow issue and then heading into the office shortly. After nice. this.
0: Can you maybe start just giving your background of just like your career, obviously, as an agent and leading up to, you know, your time on the show selling Sunset. Can you just walk people through your career?
1: Yeah. So I got my license back in 2008. It was probably the worst time to get your real estate license because the market like crashed and, and um so, but I actually did quite well uh, within the first year. I sold, I, know, I think four homes um, my first year. So during that market, that wasn't too bad, but it, I think that kind of made me realize you really do have to work for it. It wasn't easy and a lot of people couldn't get loans, couldn't qualify for things at that point because they finally stopped throwing mortgages and loans to everybody. Um, So it it made it interesting. Um, I was down in the South Bay, which was uh, Palos Verdes, uh, Hermosa Beach, Manhattan Beach, Redonda Beach—that kind of area in California. Stayed down there for a few years, and then um, moved to Overland Hills, and then I went to London, New York, and then back here. So I, I kind of moved all over.
0: <laughs> and so I guess just now, flash-forwarding to today, you're you're on selling Sunset, and you're obviously selling real estate in Los Angeles. This has been described as like probably one of the hottest sellers' markets in you know a generation. And I guess yeah. the question is how how and what has changed since 2008 to put us here talking about los angeles specifically
1: a lot has changed (laughs) Um, but i would say recently is when is when we've seen over since the pandemic where like, like we didn't I don't think anybody knew what to expect. Los Angeles is always a very stable market, at least in the area that we're in. You don't get a lot of fluctuations like you do in other parts of the country. Um, People are always coming here. There's always business here. And I think real estate is pretty steady for the most part. Sometimes it will correct itself slightly, but it's a great place to invest. Um, Lately, since the pandemic, it's out of control. You cannot find a property without 30 offers being in on it. It's I like, it's going way over asking. There's so many. If it's under three million, there are you are it's a bidding
0: war. Have you ever seen a market like this, this hot no, in your career?
1: Not at all. Not even close. At least in I mean, I think still in the super high luxury homes, you can still find, you know, good deals and, and you can negotiate. If it's I I would say three million. And under, really, even probably four million under now, but there's not a chance. It's like you you're lucky if you get it at asking price. You're you're probably paying quite a bit more and bidding against a lot of other people. Removing contingencies that you should probably keep just to get it.
0: And, And I'm just curious, like you you've seen obviously how home buyers' preferences have changed over the years, and I imagine there's some trends around like what kind of homes you know families are looking for or younger single people are looking for. But one of the trends we focus a lot on is you smart homes, just having smarter, more technology enabled homes that are easier and more efficient to use. How have you seen that change in terms of like what people are asking you about a home's underlying technology?
1: Solar um, is something that people are very interested in. And if a home already has uh, solar panels in place, it's a huge um, incentive uh, for them um, I think just smart homes as far as like nest systems like just integrated systems where where you can do everything from your phone you can turn on and off the alarm turn up and down the, like the heat the AC the pool the everything where you're not just leaving things running all the time and using up energy so and, and just home security too um, where you can and I do it all the time I sit and watch everything at my house when I'm not home. (laughs) It's like there's motion at your, um, like at your uh, front gate or at your in your backyard. So I'm like, wait, 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 what's going on? And I love it. And I think a lot of people are concerned about security and um, too. So technology has taken over. I actually was I'm an escrow on a house where I want to look into this more because the the oven had Wi-Fi on it, and I was like, I I've never seen this. I was like, why do you need your oven to have? Wi-Fi, where you have an app, I guess, to turn it off. You can leave and turn it off. I guess, to like when I don't know. I need to look into it because that's the first I've seen of that. But
0: yeah, I mean, uh, there's, there's technology that, that seems to be like coming into the home, where effectively every device, like everything that moves every- within inside w- within a house, is connected, right, and integrated and controllable remotely or from within the house. And exactly. it's just interesting to reflect on, you know, how that has changed. Someone who's buying a three million dollar plus home cares about because they probably do care about security. They care about, you know, saving energy. And I guess, are you seeing more questions from customers, from clients that are like, how is this home future-proofed, you know, with technology?
1: I think, I think for the, for younger buyers and uh, anybody, probably I would say in their forties and under, um, uh, yes, that's extremely important to them. And and our older clientele, I think if they're, you know, probably in their 60s or over not as important to them and i think it's just based on like that's not what they're used to this isn't i mean there's always the exception but you know they just that's not the way they've ever lived they've never needed it before they don't need it now like but i would say that is a very small percentage of our clients um most people definitely prioritize having smart homes and and all kinds of technology being integrated in the homes. It just, it makes life easier. It makes life more energy efficient more in in every aspect. It's just better.
0: And how is, I'm curious, like how has technology also changed like your business? Obviously when you, you know, when a customer first discovers a home that they're interested in buying and then the whole process of, you know, getting a mortgage, applying for a mortgage, getting home insurance, getting title insurance. I imagine that tech has intervened, right? In different parts of that to make your life and their life better. Have you seen that?
1: Yeah, I can't even imagine going back to how it was when I first started. We lit. I remember pulling out, out of um, the file cabinets, pulling documents out of the filing cabinet to write an offer. I'm like, you know, from writing an offer, signing everything. You can do everything on your phone. Like if I'm out, like, I'm like, okay, no problem. Let me like write up this counter offer, put it in docusign, send it over. They sign it. I'm like, done, offer, offer done. Like it, it can happen that fast and that kind of technology. And then just, just in every, in every sense, even getting to a house, You could go up. I'm like, no, I haven't seen it before. How did people used to get to these homes and know where they were? It's like now you just put it in ways technology has completely taken over in, in every aspect of our lives.
0: And what's so interesting is like technology is obviously, you know, changing the way people first find their dream home and then obviously finance it and interact with their broker and exchange yep. offers on a home. But it they feels like.
1: Media listings all the time first, like, because they're looking, you know, like, oh, well it's sold in this year and this year. I mean, people are very intelligent now. Buyers are because they do their research. It, sometimes it makes my job easier. Sometimes it makes. It much harder when when they want to. They're convinced that the zestimate thing on Zillow, their home's worth so much more than it is, or whatever. But I don't know. In this market, it probably is worth whatever it says. But yeah, it's uh, just information is readily available for everybody. And so I think it's very for the most part it's very helpful. Even vetting our clients, we're able just to type in Google and do some research to just see okay, is this person legit? Are they a fake buyer? Or and people you weren't able to do that before. Right. So it keeps us all safer, more knowledgeable.
0: And and I'm curious also, you know, with the younger, you know, generation now buying homes, like one of the things that's clearly very important to them is sustainability, right? And having, you know, low carbon footprint, everything. Low carbon footprint cars, low carbon footprint homes, and a part yeah. of that is, you know, building materials. Obviously, like what is the home built out of? And another right. part of it is, you know, alternative energy. Whether it's like a, a battery, right, that that's in that that powers the home, or whether it's on a microgrid, or whether it's powered by solar. I guess, are you seeing that as well? Are you seeing like the younger generation ask questions about a home's sustainability in a way that they haven't previously?
1: I would say it's half and half because, I mean, we're, are you in LA? I'm not.
0: I'm actually okay. in New York. Yeah.
1: Okay. So we get, I would say it's probably half and half where there are a lot of people, a lot of like the techies and stuff that, that come into a lot of money. I, I do see them, like they drive electric cars. Anytime there's green water, they want to put a green wall up in there in the house. Solar, all the, there's so so many things that they do care about. And then there's other, yet like, young wealthy clients that they don't care they want something that looks cool and so so so, i mean i it's split i think but um for the most i think for the intellectual buyers not just people that have come into money and want to be cool they people do care about it even the younger the younger generations very much care about it
0: i also wanted to ask just you know we're in this market, which you've talked about as being sizzling hot, right? It's just a, it's a red hot market right now. How long does this last?
1: Uh, I think until interest rates start going up, um, that'll start slowing things down a little bit. Um, Right now, everybody's, you know, interest rates are amazing. And so, and stock market's done well. And so people want to get in either by, whether it's their first home, they're by investment properties, whatever the situation is, people are moving. During the pandemic, we noticed a lot of people were moving out of condos and buying single-family homes. They needed um, either just, they wanted outdoor space. Um, they didn't want to pay for amenities that um, they weren't allowed to use. Um, their kids were home from school, so they needed more space so that they weren't all on top of each other and normally a home office, room for a home office. So um, we had a lot of movement because of that. And then, and then interest rates just made it a good time for many many people.
0: Got it. And and I guess I'm curious did you see during the pandemic that you know the the shift to doing everything in your home or it's like your 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 home went from being just the place you live to the place where you do your children's schooling, where you do your workouts, you know, where you do your shopping from. It it became this kind of like it, it just like consumed our lives. Did that put more emphasis for people on I need a single family home that like accommodates my life and everything in a way that shifted from pre-pandemic.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I saw it from, from the selling um, standpoint and then Romain, um, he works, um, he does construction, he's a project manager. And so they, in they were just as busy as I was. He and I, we were never in our home because we were out like doing so much for, for everybody else. Cause his market was, was booming. Mine was booming because even people that weren't moving, or maybe they didn't move and then they remodeled or they were adding an addition to make that work. Their home so much. They want to remodel so they can enjoy where, where they're spending every single day of their life right. uh, put in a guest house, like do whatever. There were so many people remodeling their homes and then so many people moving and and buying homes. So yeah, there was a huge shift.
0: And there's a lot of people I think that watch, you know, this show and are aspiring to become real estate agents themselves. Obviously as someone who's become an incredibly successful agent, what advice would you give them?
1: Be patient because it's, I know on the show that it, it looks like you can just walk in and you're like, oh, hey, you want to buy a house? Okay, cool. Do you like this one? Cool. 10 million? Done. Signed. I just made a lot of money. It's not really like that. I mean, there's so much that goes into it. There's, it's so much hard work. It takes a long time to, to build up your clientele because there are so many agents and experienced agents that you're competing against. Um, getting a mentor when you first start, I think is essential because you can take the real estate exam and you have no idea how to do it you. I really wish they would change the, um, the test. Uh, and incorporate that in there's a lot on there that is not useful whatsoever and there's so much missing uh, on there like you even if someone had a, a buyer you wouldn't even know where to go to to get the um the rpa you wouldn't know how to fill it out you what do you do with that Once say they do sign it what do you do with it now who do you talk to where do you do it? what's the time frame like you don't know anything so you have to have someone that like with a good broker that basically takes you under their wing or even start out as an assistant a real estate assistant where you can learn that and get paid. And then you can start building up your clientele, start networking with other agents while you're an assistant. And I think that's a great way for people to really get into it.
0: And what's something, obviously, people learn so much about you from Selling Sunset. What's something that they wouldn't know about you from the show?
1: I'm from the country. Always barefoot. Oh, nice. (laughs) Um, like I just I, I I was always a tomboy growing up and and I I feel like I still am just if I'm not on camera or with clients I'm still just very casual very down to earth and not super luxury and bougie
0: <laughs> do you feel like do you feel like that makes you then more relatable to your clients
1: probably yeah yeah maybe I'm not as entertaining on the show but I mean it's who I am but um But to my clients, I think I'm very honest uh, with them, whether it kills a deal or not. I'm extremely honest with them. And and I know that they will trust me and respect me for doing that, knowing I have their best interest and they'll be a lifelong client. And I have had to kill deals before because I'm like, I I can't let you do this. Like, I have to warn you. It's not like this is not going to be good. And but it works out long in the long Run a lot of people are too short sighted and, and won't do that just because they want a quick paycheck. But I think I've earned a lot of my clients' respect by doing that.
0: What yeah. is, you know, you've seen more houses probably than most people ever. What is the coolest, most tech enabled house you've ever seen?
1: There's a couple of different homes up in Bel there's waterfalls in the house that you, you turn off, like waterfalls that go from like three stories above and ooh, like comes raining down like on the bottom where there's a big spa like down there and as you're working out or getting a massage you've got this huge waterfall like uh, like pouring down where it sounds really cool i mean there's all these features that are just incredible
0: that's amazing sounds very cheap <laughs> for 100 million
1: yeah yeah <laughs> everyone should jump on it
0: For for someone who's looking at a home, you know, what is that moment that you see where they fall in love with the home? Like, can you can you identify that? Is that a a twinkle in their eye or is it a a, a look, a gaze they have that makes you realize they've fallen in love with this house?
1: It depends on the client. Sometimes they're they're kind of tricky. I think most of the time you kind of get a feel for it, like uh, where they're just kind of like, that's nice. And some, some of them will try to hold it in, but you can see that they're like, cause they don't want to give too much away to the other agent or something, but they try to hold it in, but you can see them. If you know the clients well enough, you can tell. Uh, sometimes they say they love it and they're like, oh, this is my favorite. It's my favorite. And then they get on the phone and they're like, I hated it. What? I was like, wait, <laughs> okay, well, we'll keep looking. I, so I, it just depends on the clients. I don't know. Like, it's they're they're funny but a lot of people are just in a panic right now too because they'll go in and they're like yeah i love it let's write now from this one can we see this one let's right now from this one too and it's like okay slow down so like they if you see a house if you, everyone's just in this craze right now where they need to move they really like multiple homes, so let's just try for one of them. See which one sticks. I'm writing offers like by three a day, like for, for like a different different clients I've got. It's it's pretty crazy.
0: Well, I want to let you get back to writing offers uh, for all your all your clients, but I wanted to thank you for chatting. I think just like it's so interesting to discuss how you know technology is changing the process of falling in love with a home and discovering a home for the first time. And you know, I'd love to just you know continue the discussion almost around like how tech changes what people want from their home. And you're kind of at at the epicenter of all of that. So just thanks for sharing your thoughts.
1: Thank you. It was a pleasure talking to you.
0: You too. Thanks, Mary. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fly on the Wall. All of these episodes and more are available on our YouTube channel. To learn more about Fifth Wall, visit our website at www.fifthwall.com.